0: Welcome to a very spooky episode of Tendo Talk, where we bring you a, a uh, Count Mycula? Yes! Uh, yeah, we, um, we actually missed Halloween. It's November now. What? Yeah, uh, <laughs> sorry about that. Crap! <laughs> Okay, I can't even I can't keep it going. Uh, yeah, it's not Halloween anymore. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Nintendo Talk where we bring you the latest and greatest in tech
1: entertainment, Nintendo, Disney and other things. My name is Mike and I'm John and Mike. You warned me that you would do a bit. I wasn't expecting Count Chocula or Mike Chocula. What was his name? <laughs> Mike Chocula. Count
0: Mikeula. Get it
1: right. Come Count on. Micula.
0: You can look forward to him next year. <laughs> okay. Oh, it's November already, John. It the, is. the trees have changed colors. It's getting cold. Uh, yep. Yeah. What a time! What a time to do a podcast. How about it? Should we do a podcast?
1: Yeah. Do you want to start out by talking about uh, uh, a a cold person? A cold <laughs> <robot> person. <laughs> do
0: I ever? Uh, yeah. How about Mark Zuckerberg? That of dude. Talking
1: about Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> I don't know if he's ever actually made eye contact with a person before. I don't know. It seems like any time that he's looking at the camera, you can, the, there's something about his gaze that makes it feel like he's looking straight through you. Exactly. It's spooky. (laughs) It's really spooky. It really Uh, is.
0: It's a violation of my privacy, much like Facebook. Anyway, Facebook connect. That was a snooze fest. Yeah, um, they
1: I mean this it's one of those things where uh you know they're working on hardware, you know they're working on software for that hardware.
0: Mm-hmm, um mm-hmm.
1: you know they have some crazy visions about it. Yeah. But honestly, the last place that I want to have crazy visions about next gen, you know, VR AR headsets is is a, is a company like Facebook. It was so weird because in the week leading up to this event,
0: a promotional video leaked that clearly shows new Oculus Quest hardware. Yeah. And so, I mean, they've got it and they've got it to a point where they're making promotional material for it. But instead, Zuck and friends just decided to waste our time with a bunch of pipe dreams about what the future could be. Yeah. Uh, no hardware. Um, How about that? At, <laughs> and I guess the big dramatic moment was that they're renaming the, at least the the parent holding company. I don't know. I don't even know what the what the right word is, John. But Facebook as like a big corporate entity is no longer Facebook.
1: It's meta, which I mean, (laughs) I see. Here's the thing. (laughs) Facebook, Facebook's problems aren't going to go away by changing its company name. No, it's just if anything, what this does is it like meta a word that sure has been overused in more recent days now automatically has this negative taste this terrible taste in my mouth whenever i have to yeah
0: it it really (laughs) it it feels it feels unfair for them to claim it the way they did you know
1: yeah Mm -hmm.
0: like it it, it's like if they just picked a word from the dictionary we're like we own that now yeah and they kind of did that i mean yep yeah it's like we are light bulb you can no longer have light bulbs (laughs) we are light bulb <laughs> <laughs> it's dystopian
1: uh, uh well yeah I, it's it's just yeah they're they're uh it was very fake very visiony it was hard to be like oh my gosh this is what my future is going to be because i like it's going it's The problem with all of this is that it's so dependent on the hardware evolving, and the hardware isn't evolving very quickly. I thought it was actually gonna be evolving faster, but it is Mm -hmm. not evolving very quickly at all. VR headsets look the exact same as they did almost five years ago. Uh, I'm sure they use internal tracking instead of external sensor tracking now, but they still, they have this massive barrier where it's not going to reach mainstream until they're as light and as non-obtrusive as a pair of glasses.
0: Right. Yeah, which they made pretty clear. But I think like more importantly, I don't know if Facebook is in a position to be dictating what the future looks like. Not right yeah. now. I feel like they're yeah. in so much hot water about so many different things right now. I, I you know, there, there's all this talk about how they're really, really struggling to lower the the average age of their user base because Facebook is where the old people hang out now.
1: Uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty true.
0: Yeah. I don't know, man. I mean, I, I don't have, I don't have any personal stock or monetary stock, really, in any of this. But uh, <laughs> I can't imagine that Facebook investors were especially blown away by anything they saw there.
1: Yeah, right? I'm, I'm not sure. I mean, their stock's been going down recently, anyway. I mean, it's mm-hmm. had some swings up and down, but it's been going down more than other tech stocks for obvious reasons. Um, yeah, I, I, I think it's. They're trying really hard to stay relevant. They need to try really hard to stay relevant. And the like, honestly, I think the only thing that could turn them around is if Zuckerberg like steps down or something like, even if nothing changes internally, the image of Mark Zuckerberg not running the company anymore, I think would please a lot of people. (laughs) (laughs) I think you're right about that, man. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think
0: that's what it would take. Uh, which is eerily similar to a, something we're going to be talking about a little bit later. Uh, before before we get there, though, we do have one more thing to talk about in the tech section. John, you recently picked up a new pair of AirPods.
1: AirPods Generation Three. I'm actually using them right now. Oh, yeah.
0: Well, how do
1: I sound? <laughs> uh, wonderful, as always. Oh, great. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> I just have, I I wanted to bring it up because um, AirPods are those things that you see everybody wearing um and you know i think it's pretty notable when something that so many people have gets upgraded fairly significantly Mm -hmm. um and in this case the airpods like everyone has them because they're actually they're really good Mm -hmm. and uh what they did this time is they changed the form factor a little bit to be like the airpods pros Mm-hmm. Um, they increased the, the driver size in it and made their own custom drivers so that like, you know, you get more range. I think the base is a little bit better and, 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 you know, basically in the, and they made the stem shorter. So it doesn't look like these like crazy things sticking out, you know, down your ears anymore. Okay. And really what it comes down to though, all of those minor improvements make up for a significantly better package. Mm. Um, they fit better they sound better they're they're more comfortable like i i would definitely recommend them like they're they're really really good and i wasn't expecting that big of an upgrade but i'm 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 impressed i'm very happy that i got them fantastic
0: yeah so the the individual changes themselves are kind of small and iterative but the combined effect is big
1: yeah, it really is. And it All even right. has this thing in the in it, too. Like, I've always thought that the spatial audio thing that Apple does is a little uh, gimmicky. It's not for mm-hmm. everyone. Um, I have it off most of the time. Um, but the other thing that they added to it is um, in-ear uh, uh, equalization. So So basically what it does is there are microphones pointing inside your ear that listen to how the sound... How it's sounding listen it's listening to the waveform to to see how it's placed in your ear and it adjusts the Eq to make sure that even if it's placed in your ear slightly differently than other how, how others place them they make sure the sound stays as, as similar as possible and I think huh. it works really well
0: interesting all right yeah well maybe I'll have to try some of these out sometime yeah yeah all right cool well uh should we move on to the entertainment zone let's do it all right here we go. <laughs> uh, John and I saw a little film, maybe you've heard of it. Uh it's called Dune. Yep. Uh this movie, John. Holy smokes. I mean, first of all, obviously based on the on the the highly regarded sci-fi novel. Mm-hmm. Uh and there was a Shall we say less successful <laughs> film adaptation <laughs> in the eighties uh-huh. uh this movie took a very long time to make, mm-hmm. uh, and has a lot of very good actors in it, and it's a pretty dang good movie. <laughs> imagine I that so
1: too yeah <laughs> i mean it's it was i i it, it was hard for me to like put into words why I enjoyed this movie after I watched it. Yeah. It's honestly like it's unlike any other movie that I've seen.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, I think that's safe to say. I think yeah. that especially in today's uh, film landscape, shall we say this movie represents a pretty, I would say a, a, a pretty dang significant risk to put something out that is so dense sci-fi mm-hmm. um has no Marvel snark or comedic relief anywhere in it.
1: Right. Uh Jason Momoa had had like one funny line. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and there was that one part with the random bagpipe guy. That was kind of funny. But yeah, yeah, uh yeah. <laughs> uh Yeah, no, this this is like this is sci-fi from The old days. This is sci fi Mm -hmm. that doesn't feel like it needs to make itself accessible. And as a result, it won't be for everyone. And full disclosure, I saw this on a very large screen and enjoyed it. But I got like beautiful overload. Every frame of this movie is so expertly shot and lit. it really is (laughs) that I actually I nodded off once or twice. Wow. And okay. I'm not proud of it, but I think that's just kind of a testament to like. I don't know, I, well, I I I'm reminded of the Incredibles quote when everyone's super. No one is when every frame of the movie is beautiful. It's hard to know, like when to be on the edge of your seat.
1: Yeah, uh, it's true, because every every moment of that movie feels like it's the most epic climax that's going to happen in that movie.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. There's a lot of tension, a lot of, uh, you know, dramatic, uh, sort of dialogues between two players, two players. What am I talking games two actors? Uh, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I mean, I just, I think everyone involved really did a fantastic job on this. Casting was yeah. great. Um, Oscar Isaac, <laughs> always a pleasure.
1: Yeah. Uh, Hans Zimmer killed it on the score too. Oh I my thought gosh. That was, yeah. That was, I mean, it, it uh, uh, the epic score matched the epic visuals i think both were required because yeah. one would seem off without the other and i think they they complemented <laughs> each other very well yeah um i don't know it was just it, it was one of those movies where it was like kind of slow but also yeah. just like overwhelming and like it, it, it. the movie like i mean spoilers for for folks that haven't maybe 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 i shouldn't do spoilers because it is relatively new but um I mean it, it starts off by saying Dune Part 1 so you yeah. can kind of assume how the movie might end. Yeah. Yeah. Um the the downside is that Dune Part 2 while confirmed hasn't really been started yet. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. And I hear the goal is to get it out like within the next like year or two. <laughs> I, I don't know how that's possible. Uh I hope they yeah, saved a bunch scale. of the costumes. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Wow. I mean, clearly people connected with it enough for it to justify sequels. Um, I'm glad to see it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, my wife made it her personal mission to finish the novel before we saw the movie and she was very pleased. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think she, she was like 30 pages from the end, but it turns out this movie only covers like the first half of the first book. Yeah.
1: The first half. So she's already ahead of herself. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. So she already knows some stuff that's going to happen, but uh, I, you know, I didn't read the book, so I kind of deferred to her and she, she was very pleased. So yeah. Uh, even going into it like a, like a dumb dude, like me, I, I really enjoyed it. So despite the couple times where, you know, mellow parts may have lulled me into <laughs> some comfort, Granted, mm-hmm. maybe had a, a glass of wine or two, but, you know, <laughs> that's how things go. Uh, yeah. I,
1: I, think, I think this is also one of those movies where, of course, everyone's always like, read the books before you see the movie. Books yeah. are always better than the movie. And I haven't read Dune. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure if I plan on reading Dune. But after seeing this movie, I almost don't want to because I don't think my imagination is capable of... <laughs> of creating the imagery that i saw in that movie
0: <laughs> yeah yeah well the the novel is famously difficult to read most people okay. give up on it after the first like 30 pages okay. uh and i guess susie had done that you know she tried several times but stuck with it mm-hmm. this time because of this kind of mission but yeah, yeah i i don't know that i could do it either i'm with you john feel the same way yeah uh speaking of masterful filmmaking. <laughs>
1: uh...
0: let's talk very briefly about the trailer that dropped today for Morbius uh (laughs) man what can you say about this John Jared Leto Uh,
1: yeah why are we still casting Jared Leto and things (laughs) is that too harsh I don't know I'm sorry Jared Leto just I he's never anything other to me than Jared Leto trying hard he tries very hard. He's very method.
0: And I think that it it yields mixed results because you can get something uh, like Dallas Buyers Club or Requiem for a Dream. And other times you can get uh, Suicide Squad. Or, or Morbius. <laughs> or Morbius. Morbius <laughs> does not seem to be... I mean, it's trying real hard. The effects look pretty good, I guess, but it is hard to get over sort of the moody... Jared Leto-ness of it all. Um, some very talented actors in it. I caught some glimpses of Matt Smith and uh, who else did I see? I don't know. There's a bunch of people in it but it. Uh, I don't know. I'm going to have to see a little bit more if they're going to sell me on it. I think Sony is going real hard on this whole like you know, we do Marvel movies too and yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe they'll tie into the ones that you like. Yeah.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> Well what you told me about Venom last week, I was uh-huh. I was not expecting to hear that. So, yeah, I guess yeah. that's that's what they needed to convince people that they have something up their sleeve, I guess.
0: Yeah, I guess. I guess. I don't know. I'll keep an eye on it. Who knows? Yeah. It might yeah, it could be a fun movie. It's about vampires.
1: <laughs> Jared Leto being a vampire though. I mean,
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, maybe we should move on. I feel like we've got a lot of a lot of show notes today that are maybe less than optimistic. Uh, yes. And this next thing I think John and I agree is also not super great, uh, but maybe it is for some people. And that's Pikmin Bloom. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a fancy pedometer made by the folks responsible for Pokemon Go and mm-hmm. the... This is breaking news, by the way. They very recently canceled uh, Harry Potter. A.R. game.
1: I saw um, Yeah, it only lasted a couple years. Yeah,
0: yeah. It didn't really take off despite the, the Harry Potter power. But uh, yeah, Pikmin is, is the latest partnership with Niantic and Nintendo. And it seems to be for the people who maybe aren't as interested in playing games as the Pokemon Go players, but
1: just want to count their steps and look at some pretty stuff. <laughs> but here's the thing. I think I would have liked it if it was only about counting steps and looking at pretty stuff. Yeah. I think what I don't like about it is all of the... Um, I'll use the word currency, but it, the currency is used very broadly here. Mm-hmm. All of the things you need to collect, all of the collectibles that you need to turn into other types of collectibles, yeah. all of the like different slots you have to level up and grow things, it's just... When i opened the app for the first time i got bombarded with explanations of how this stuff works yeah and wow so every text time boxes. i opened it after that i kept getting more explanations more things to do and it just was like <laughs> it was exhausting It it just wasn't fun to me
0: no yeah i felt the exact same way john so many text boxes so much just black text on white boxes like Okay. Yeah. Uh, yep. Oh, yep. Got it. Thank you. Yes. Okay. Okay. Am I going to see a Pikmin anytime in the next 10 minutes? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It really, yeah. The whole thing, you know, within two seconds of playing, they're telling you about how white petals can be collected to spend on stuff, blah, blah, blah. I've got so much micro currency, micro transaction fatigue at this point, John, it just wasn't for me.
1: Yeah. I, I don't, I really wish it would have just been a very simple pedometer, earned some awards, earned some cute Pikmin. Like, I wish it was that. I wish it was gamifying your step count, but they took it way, way, way deeper than it needed to be. Or deep probably isn't the right word. Deep, if I say something is deep, I feel like that's giving it a compliment into the strategy <laughs> put into to how you play it. But yeah. this is just unnecessarily uh, complex. Yeah,
0: yeah. And it, I think this kind of leads into broader topics, but it's clear that Miyamoto was pretty hands-on with this project. And John, I, d- I just don't think Miyamoto wants to make video games anymore.
1: I don't think so either. He wants to just run around. He, you know what he probably made this for? He's been spending so much time in Super Mario, Super Nintendo World that yeah. he like, wants to count his <laughs> steps. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think there's something to that, but uh, hey, speaking of uh, complicated Nintendo experiences,
1: there you go. <laughs> hey, uh, this is complicated John, in a good way, I think.
0: Okay, yeah, I, I think this is this is one of the rare times where you and I may not be totally on the same page about something. But John, mm-hmm. you recently completed Metroid mm-hmm. Dread.
1: Uh,
0: I I am, yeah.
1: I feel like, I have accomplished this this great feat (laughs) you have by completing by completing (laughs) but it's a similar feeling you played celeste right yeah 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 you know how you felt when you finally beat celeste yeah it's like the amount of challenge with this game is just amazing but the 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 reason that i like it so much Mm -hmm. it's not challenging for the sake of just being challenging it's challenging in a way that you can tell that it's helping you learn to play the game better. It's not this just like you have deep, to hit yeah. this person this a thousand many thousand times because it's just like you know they have a giant health meter it's like no you need to learn their move sets you need to learn your own move sets and try to compare them and counteract them to to defeat these crazy bosses that they throw at you and I I don't know I, I freaking loved this game I loved it.
0: Yeah. And you know what, John, I think that that is a testament to exactly the type of gamer that you are. That is <laughs> somebody who is willing to be punished until they learn to speak the language of the game. Right?
1: Yes. Yes. Uh,
0: and you know what? For me. It works for me sometimes, like as 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 you just said, I played Celeste. Celeste is a much more linear game. This game is. to me uh just kind of solidified it so- solidified for me personally that uh metroidvania's just aren't they don't click with me and okay. i think that you know there's a lot of really great praise for this game out there and i am not going to discount any of that i think that if you are a fan of metroid games castlevania games uh hollow knight things like that uh this game will please the heck out of you Mm-hmm. But for me, I just I really struggled with with learning the game's language. I really it it wasn't that it was spooky. I knew it was spooky going in, but I was getting a level of stress from this game that I just had to sit back and be like, you know what? Am I having fun? I don't <laughs> I don't know if I'm having fun. Um, but, you know, as I said, John, you don't mind the punishment.
1: Yeah. In this case, I don't mind it because I I I. just. I don't know there's I think I think another thing that I just re- I really liked about this game too is aside from the challenge like I think I think Metroidvania games are, are known for a couple things one is just this labyrinth of side scrolling world that you have to learn and make your way through and backtrack and all this stuff mm-hmm. and the second is of course a challenge and what I liked about uh, how you're moving through this game is that it is no different from any other other metroid game where you have this massive map of different areas and you need to backtrack and go through different places that you couldn't access once you get new Mm power-ups but the way that they lead you through this maze is so well done Mm -hmm. that you always know where to go even though the game never tells you where to go yeah Yeah, it's it's really, really smart how they do it. Like they always they dump you off close, just close enough to where a new power up that you gained accessed an area that you couldn't previously get to. Mm -hmm. And it's still up to you to find where that is. But the task of finding it doesn't ever feel like I have no idea what to do next. What do I do? And I need to look online to figure it out. Like you always gain just that much confidence, just that much like. I I don't know, uh, faith in how you've learned the game so far to keep going. And that's just another reason I like it so much.
0: Yeah, that I, I will absolutely give to this game. It I think what makes that so magical, that experience you're describing, John, is that you do it without thinking about it. You just yeah. sort of you, you just sort of end up where you need to be. You're not even mm-hmm. aware that you're being taught, but you end up being taught yeah. like that. You know, that is masterful game design. So I I appreciate the heck out of that. The other thing I appreciate is that all of the people I've spoken to who love this game are also very realistic about some of the criticisms that have been shared about it. There's there's not like, you know, some some video games bring about sort of a blind fandom that just burns so hot. But for whatever reason, (laughs) Metroid fans seem to be very realistic about it. Yeah, I think there's a couple things that could really improve this game for me. First okay. and foremost, make the loop of getting a game over and starting over again f- way faster. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, there. It was just long enough for me to really every single game over screen hurt, and you get a lot of them in this game.
1: <laughs> oh, I've. I, I wish I, I was hoping it would give me a counter of how many game overs I got at the end. Oh it yeah, didn't.
0: it's a shame they should give you that.
1: I uh, will say though that they have improved this over past Metroid games. Um, if you're fighting a boss or one of those crazy robot anythings, mm-hmm. they put you closer than the last save point. They don't just go to the last save point. So right. they've improved right. it, but I, but I totally hear what you're saying. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And the other thing I think uh, that everybody tends to agree with is that the map system is needlessly complicated and doesn't give you the benefit of understanding it better over time. It gives you all the information up front, which is overwhelming. It is. Yeah. And the the way that it marks things that have been found and haven't been found is not that was confusing, super intuitive. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: Um, yeah, I mean, I I got all of this from the demo, which I like the demo being available in the first place was a nice surprise. But I think the bigger, nicer surprise for me was just how extensive the demo is. Hmm. Uh, you get to play a pretty big chunk of this game before it says really? you, you know okay. thanks for playing. Uh, yeah. So you know, I I got my my butt handed to me time and time again. Uh, and I get that. You know, I'm like, okay, this is the experience. I don't need to feel bad. <laughs> I do. I do. I guess need to feel kind of bad that the first Emmy did kill me.
1: <laughs> oh, the, I, I'm pretty sure the first one killed me too. Like, it's, oh, okay, all right. I. I, I don't think I ever encountered any Emmy robot, any boss without dying at least once.
0: OK. All right. I feel a little bit better. <laughs> <laughs> uh, countering is very tricky, uh, which is, they tell yeah. you they, they're they're realistic about it. They say that the chances of you getting it just right are pretty slim. Uh, It can be But when you
1: do it, though, when you do it, it's so satisfying.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I think what really pushed me over the edge into like, okay, maybe this maybe I won't be picking this game up was talking to you, John, at a point where you were later in the game, because I was already complaining that the controls were pretty intense in terms of what Mm -hmm. it asks you to keep track of. And you're like, oh, well, later (laughs) on, you're going to be swinging from stuff and literally using every button on the controller at the same time. Yeah. I was like, okay, you know what? Yep. I, I'm gonna let the people who this connects with enjoy it, but uh yeah, I it's just not for me. Not that I again just not saying anything bad about the game, it just doesn't connect with my play style.
1: I I understand. Um and that's that's totally that's totally fine, Mike. I still like you. See, Metroid fans are nice.
0: (laughs) Anyway, was there anything you wanted to add to that, John, before we move on? Uh, Nope. Nope. All right. Well, congratulations to you, by the way. Thank you. I deserve it. (laughs) You deserve it. And uh, Buzz Lightyear apparently deserves a movie. (laughs) Uh, The Lightyear trailer dropped a few days ago. And John, I think you and I feel the same about this one. I'm ready to see it. Sign me up. I'm ready to see it. When is yeah. it come out? Is it is it next year? Oh gosh, I wish I had written that down. Hold on, uh, I actually have it pulled up. 2022 June 17th. Okay, June 17th. That's actually not too bad.
1: Yeah, that's not too like bad. The, that's my that's my classic uh, uh, June birthday Pixar movie that they usually give me. Yeah, that's nice of them.
0: Yeah. Uh, this movie. I haven't I don't think I've felt this way about a Pixar movie in quite a while, uh just based on seeing its first trailer. Mm-hmm. Uh I'm just really excited about the way this movie feels, you know? They didn't really give us much detail, but it just feels cool.
1: <laughs> yeah, it really does. And and honestly, like uh it's probably no surprise that WALL E is one of my favorite Pixar movies. I'm not mm-hmm. gonna go through what my favorite one is. I don't wanna to have to think about that right now. But <laughs> Wally is up there. Yeah. I definitely got some Wally vibes from this and oh, yeah. not only like visual style uh you know similarities there in terms of like how they represent the planet that they're on and just like the the ki- the the current mood but it seems to be taking a little bit more of a serious tone like it yeah does. there's some there's some comedy in it but like this looks like a space like an epic space movie yeah
0: yeah I, I love the the remix of Starman that they play in the background the whole time. Like, yeah, it it is shot like a real movie. I saw some some, uh, you know, brief interview with the director Angus McLean. Uh, oh, about his, I I love that guy. He's great. And yeah, yeah, his his inspirations going into this, he really wanted to shoot this like a legitimate sci fi planet hopping adventure you know like there's real like camera techniques being used here that aren't necessarily used i think mostly because they're not necessary in Mm -hmm. in animated films uh just like really high contrast lighting and like it just it looks so good and yeah buzz says Almost nothing the entire time. We know that he's voiced by uh Chris Evans, Mm -hmm. which I'm cool with. I've seen so many like clickbaity headlines about why didn't they cast Tim Allen? Well, there's a list of reasons at this point, but uh yeah, I don't I don't have any issue with that. I honestly what I was more interested in was like where this sort of fits in relation to the Buzz Lightyear toy that we know. Like Mm -hmm. and this was another thing that I learned and was very pleasantly surprised by in the interview with, with Angus McLean was like, he wasn't really worried about making another entry in Toy Story or, you know, making it tie in super directly. His whole inspiration for this movie was seeing Buzz Lightyear as a young person in a the theater and thinking that is a cool looking space guy. <laughs> I wonder, like, if Andy saw a movie or a TV show or a commercial that inspired him to go out and get the toy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's the whole premise.
1: Yeah. That's no, great. I think it's that's so I, think it, I think it's great. Like, we might end up seeing Zerg. Like, there there's probably gonna be some tie-ins to the Buzz Lightyear universe. Like, maybe we'll see the aliens. I, I don't know. But mm. I think the, the best part about it is like exactly what you said it doesn't really matter like yeah. it's such a loose like the character is there for sure mm-hmm. um but like i like that it's just giving you know it's giving pixar the freedom to make a good movie yeah uh, without having to worry about these tie-ins and th- this is the other thing too like you probably like if you didn't, if you OK, so try to try to think of like erasing Buzz Lightyear from your memory. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> if, if you didn't okay. know that Buzz Lightyear was from a Pixar movie, mm-hmm. it would actually be really hard to tell that this is a Pixar movie.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. It is it is, it is so uncharacteristically understated. Yeah, it, it's it's not super colorful. It's it seems very mature. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I I, I think it's great. I, I, I have the utmost confidence in Pixar's filmmaking prowess. And it seems like, you know, maybe they are experimenting with making a movie that isn't doesn't skew quite so young. Um, I don't know, though. You know, it's hard to say. Like you said, it's it is still going to be a Pixar movie. So there will be comedic relief. Yeah, there will. The thing you said about aliens actually brings up an interesting point to me. Are the aliens part of the Buzz Lightyear universe?
1: Oh, you know what? Maybe they're not. Maybe They're just from a claw machine. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, they're from Pizza Planet. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, fair enough.
0: Anyway. (laughs) Uh, Super cool stuff. Uh, Another trailer that dropped a little more recently is book of Boba Fett, which is sort of a spin-off from the Mandalorian. We're not going to get another full Mandalorian season, I think for some time now. So this is kind of a stopgap bridge between those, I guess, uh, looks about as, as I would expect. I, I really, <laughs> I don't have nearly as much to say about this as I do about Lightyear.
1: Yeah. It looks like it, uh, has a higher budget than Mandalorian. Maybe, uh, could be, um, uh, but the other, so full disclosure, I have not finished The Mandalorian Season 1. Oh, John, come on. I got a ways to go. Oh, I, know, come on, I John. agree that it's a fantastic <laughs> show so far. Um, I've been enjoying it. I just, I get sucked into things that I need to finish, like Metroid or other games or other movies or whatever. I have not been able to do it. Um, and I hate to say this, but... This just looked like another season of the Mandalorian though.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think they're okay with that though. It's all the same universe. There's, there's recurring characters and stuff like the Mandalorian. I mean, it's so easy to kind of live in this moment of Grogu, uh, (laughs) burnout that we have right now. Mm -hmm. Um, that, that series was pretty game changing and, uh, yeah. I mean, it, I don't, I don't know if they're being premature with all of these star Wars spin-offs. I've heard they're thinking about other characters from that series getting spin-offs.
1: Okay. but, uh,
0: you know, Boba Fett obviously is a, is a, a well-loved character despite actually pe- playing a pretty small role in return of the Jedi. Um, but yeah, I mean the, the, it's the same actor. He's, he's looking a little old. He, some of the stunt work doesn't look quite as dynamic as a result.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: but, uh, yeah, you know. We'll we'll see. We'll keep an eye on it. Okay. Um yeah, while we're while we're rattling through these uh these Disney films here, Eternals, which you haven't seen yet, John, have you?
1: I have not seen it. Have you seen I it? I have
0: not either. I have not. Okay. Uh is is doing very poorly in the reviews and it it seems to be the blame seems to be mixed. I think the filmmaking didn't connect with some people, but I think the bigger issue here is that it's being review bombed. Uh, by people who are, shall we say, less inclined to support inclusive uh, stuff in movies. Well, that's that's frustrating. That is frustrating. So, you know what? I don't think there's much more to say there. I'm still going to go and see it. And you know what? We can we can pass judgment after we've seen it. How about that?
1: I think that's fair. I mean, you could always tell from the beginning the vibe of this movie was going to be a bit different than other Marvel movies. Yeah. Uh, maybe, I mean, I, I'll have to see it to judge. I don't know. It seemed like the content kind of deserved that different vibe. Like, it seemed like the universe that this took place in and the, and the characters and who they were up against didn't deserve an overly comedic tone, but I don't know. I'm, I'm going to see it either way. And I, and I like whatever reviews aren't going to sway me either way.
0: Yeah. I, the one headline that just stung because it kind of reinforced some of the feelings that I had watching the first trailers said something along the lines of <clears throat> excuse me. This is a a DC movie sitting in the middle of the Marvel
1: universe. Well, see, um, now I'm I I'm not going to be able to forget about that now. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they prove me wrong. I really do. Cuz I like
0: the cast, uh, you know, I, the the director is a uh oscar-winning director you know so you know i'm gonna i'm gonna give it its fair shake absolutely yeah
1: yeah i think um i think shang chi comes out in a week or two on disney plus i haven't been able to see that yet either so i've I've been waiting for disney plus for these okay
0: all right yeah well i i'm still looking forward to what you think of that one okay uh all right final disney note Gosh, so many bummers today. Sorry, (laughs) y'all. A petition to fire Disney CEO Bob Chapek uh, went viral in its first 24 hours, uh, gaining 30,000 signatures, uh, which is pretty impressive for one day, um, with many of the people leading the charge being the Imagineers who are being directly affected by this fella. Uh, Yeah.
1: It sounds like he's just uh, screwing over the Disney parks.
0: Yeah, we have already talked uh, about the disappointment that is the Disney Genie and Disney Genie Plus experience mm-hmm. um, and just sort of the diminishing returns we're seeing here. Uh, just in, in terms of uh, Disney investment, shall we say, in the parks. Yeah. Uh, people are not happy with this guy, and I think for good reason. So it'll be interesting to see if he gets the boot. Um, it does kind of seem like Bob Iger kind of maybe set some of this stuff in motion and then conveniently handed the reins over to a different Bob. Uh, yeah. I think, but he's certainly Bob not making JPEG. anything better.
1: He, I, I'm pretty sure he was part, like he, he led Disney parks before Bob Iger stepped down. Right. So Bob's been an issue. Well, JPEC, so many Bobs, mm-hmm. honestly. <laughs> um It sounds like Bob chapek has been an issue for a while. Yeah. Uh, and, when he became CEO, that's when the Imagineers that were already very upset with him was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. That doesn't seem right. <laughs> yeah. And then um, shortly
0: thereafter, we got the word that, uh, well, I guess not shortly. This is pretty recent news that they're, they're closing the Imagineering offices in California and relocating. Basically forcing Imagineers to choose to relocate to Florida uh, or hit the road, Jack. I guess
1: <laughs> that's just ridiculous. It's
0: a, that's a, that's a really hard stance to take for such an important department. Uh, not just for the Disney parks. I mean, Imagineering I think is a direct reflection of what makes Disney special in the first place. Uh, yep. So you got to take care of those, those people. Absolutely. Yeah. Do. That's, uh,
1: that's the last team that you want to hit with business justification or business, like, I I don't know, you don't yeah. you don't want that team to ever have to think about business. You got to no. give them the creative freedom, and when when something like this happens, it just completely sucks any motivation out of them to yeah. to, to make fun things.
0: Give them the budget. I, I I've seen a lot of a lot of people saying that the the new Marvel park in Disneyland is not quite up to snuff. Um, I, I I can kind of see that so. Mm. Give these people budget. Dang it. Let them work where they want. Who cares?
1: (laughs) I don't know. Maybe, maybe Disney just doesn't have any money. Oh gosh. If only somebody could (laughs) give Disney some money,
0: (laughs) money, please. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, we are, we're just about at the end. I think John, you're probably running low on time. So should we, should we go quickly through these last bits here? Let's do it. All right. So, very briefly, uh, a well-known Smash player named HungryBox leaked the first images of a yet another Smash Brothers clone. This time from Warner Brothers, called Multiverses, which features, uh, you know, a lot of the people that you saw in Space Jam, <laughs> 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 uh, with with the added benefit of some Cartoon Network uh, heavy hitters like uh, Adventure Time. And, uh, you know, you got your uh, you got your Tom and Jerry, you got your Rick and Morty and uh, Gandalf (laughs) from the ranks. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it seems to be a real thing. And uh, very quickly that was uh, silenced and the images were removed from the Internet. Uh, It seems like everybody wants to make a smash.
1: Yeah, I mean, except that he does (laughs) any (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah he's he's the only person that's that's uh waste burned out at this point yeah I, okay sure you know they they have the multiverse they have the characters they have the ips um but that doesn't make it a good game yeah and i think what we saw with the nickelodeon one is that uh the, it's not that the nickelodeon game was bad I, I i did download it i did i did i did play it it's just oh you did it's not nearly anything what it what Smash is like. And if you've played Smash,
0: mm-hmm.
1: the, only thing, the only thing that you can see while playing this Nickelodeon game are the emissions or the 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 places they had to cut budget. Yeah. Or the areas that they could have done better. Like I'm sure a Warner Brothers version is gonna feel the same way. Um Sakurai is known for Working an insane amount on Smash, mm-hmm. and that's because a game like Smash requires an insane amount of work.
0: It does, yeah. I mean, Multiverses, which I guess is a fun name, uh, <laughs> is at least promising to have character voice acting, which is something sorely lacking from the Nickelodeon one, yeah. Uh, yeah, and you know, the character models, at least from the blurry character select screen we saw seemed to be pretty competently done. So, you know, I I don't know. It's like as soon as Smash goes to sleep, everybody is is vying for the throne now. Um, I I, I just don't know what to make of it, John. Well, (laughs) here's
1: what I think. I'd like to see them try.
0: Yeah, by all means, try. And uh, eventually the next smash will come along and put them all in shape. Uh, (laughs) All right, so moving on. uh, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy game, we talked briefly about this in a previous show, uh, is getting very good reviews, uh, which I don't know about you, John, was a little bit surprising to me just because, I don't know, it just seemed like, I I believe I I used the word noisy. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But yeah, and despite Star-Lord's terrible haircut. It, it's yeah. doing very
1: well. So I don't know. Honestly, Are you gonna pick it up I, I think I might. Uh, okay. Not the Switch version. I don't know if you've heard, but the Switch version is a cloud version and it's having a terrible, terrible time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hmm. But yeah, the game, like, it, it just, it's, it's very different from the Marvel Avengers game, mm-hmm. uh, which is under a lot of heat lately for all these, like, microtransactions and loot boxes that honestly, they just never learn. They never learn, do they? Nope. Um, but... A lot of things about this game actually speaks to me. It's a fairly short game. Mm -hmm. It's a single player game. Yeah, it's fairly linear and it just seems entertaining. Mm -hmm. And I actually, you know, after playing a game like Metroid Dread, if I want to play another game again, uh, I probably want one that's a little bit less stressful (laughs) (laughs) and a little bit more lighthearted. And this seems like it might be the one.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think it, based on everything that I've read about this, it seems like the most cynical you'll be about this game and comparing it to its, you know, superior uh, movie version, you'll never be as cynical as you are as when you first start. I guess over the course of the game, these characters are actually really well written and eventually uh, win you over. Yep. You know, stand on their own right. So uh, speaking of uh, Chris Pratt roles, (laughs) uh he's got another one to add to the list right after mario and that's uh that's that's garfield
1: (laughs) that's garfield
0: that's garfield good night everybody (laughs) (laughs) i mean (laughs) i really i don't have any i I, what can you say i I don't know yeah
1: i just i it (laughs) that's that's good good for him (laughs) Good for him for for landing all these iconic voices.
0: I do feel like it kind of cheapens the Mario casting a little bit. It does. It does. Um, It makes me feel less good about it. But I'm holding out hope, John. I don't know about Garfield, but I'm holding out hope for Mario.
1: Um, All
0: right. right.
1: Well, let's uh, let's end on our Tendo recommendo because I'm almost out of time.
0: Okay, it has been a long one again. Uh, mm-hmm. do you want to go first?
1: My Tendo Recommendo, I have one ready. I okay. remember what I talked about like three weeks ago when I said I oh, was. Oh, nice. <laughs> uh, the Keychron K3 keyboard. It's a mechanical right. keyboard, hot swappable keys. You can make Ooh. each key press with any clicky or sponginess as you'd like. It has some nice backlights. I really like it. All right, nice.
0: My Tendo Recommendo is actually another podcast. Uh, This is one I discovered a little while ago. It's called The Empty Bowl, and it is a calming, meditative podcast about breakfast cereal.
1: (laughs) Oh, that sounds (laughs) nice.
0: Yeah, if you're looking for something that is pretty low stakes and uh, relaxing to listen to, uh, give it a shot.
1: I've actually enjoyed it. I have to ask, is it some like ASMR thing where you have to listen to people crunch their cereal?
0: No, 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 no. Okay, okay, okay. None of that, none of that eating mouth sound stuff. It is literally news about the latest and greatest kind of like this show. If the show was only about cereal (laughs) (laughs) and we talk in much more hushed tones. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, there you have it. So (laughs) thank you so much for joining us once again here on Tendo Talk. There's always more to talk about.